0: Welcome to Discover Your Destiny podcast, where we believe that your life is not an accident. You have a destiny, and we want to help you discover it, pursue it, and fulfill it. And now, here's your host for today, Dima Barishnikov. Welcome to Discover Your Destiny, where we believe that your life is not an accident, but you have a destiny. Pursuing your calling or reaching for your dream in life is the process. And many things can happen along the way during our journey. Some things can really help us in our progress, while others can significantly impede it. What often happens during our life journey? We form attachments to the things we pursue, to the things we love or consider important. It may be attachments to your faith, faith community, your family, material things, friends, habits, relationships, traditions. Some of those attachments are healthy, but some of them are very unhealthy. And as we pursue our destiny, the wisdom in life is to discern which attachments that we form are unhealthy and we need to break off our life because they are holding us back and hinder us from moving forward. Toward what God has for us. Believe it or not, time from time we all struggle with wrong attachments. And often we don't even know that we formed those attachments. I'm reminded of a story in the Bible about a young man. He was rich, he was successful and influential in his community. He was also someone who really wanted to please God in his life, or so he thought. This story about him is recorded in three out of four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all of them record the story in their Gospels, each with a little bit different details. But the story itself, the same, just they all add a little bit d- different details about who that man was. So from those stories, we gather that he was a remarkable person. He was a a relatively young man who achieved a level of success in his life. At least in the world's eyes. In the world's eyes, he was a successful young man. He was wealthy. He was prosperous. And maybe he was a, a wise or smart businessman. Um, we don't know. But he, what we know that he was young, rich, influential, and probably active in his community. And all of this, while he, was, he achieved all of this, while he still was a young man, he was in the eyes of the world and the eyes of people around him, around him, he was that success story. Um, this man was religious also. We cannot forget that. And really desired to know what, if anything, he can add to his life to make sure that he would inherit eternal life. So what happens? He comes to Jesus and has an encounter with him and asking him this question. I'd like to read this uh, passage to you um, from uh, Mark, uh, Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, uh, verses 17 through 22. It says, Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know commandments You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Jesus was talking to him about an investment with a great return. But the man didn't recognize the value of it and chose to hold on to his stuff. He had a wrong attachment in his life. He was confident when he came to Jesus Because in his view, he did everything that he needed to do, he did it right. But he walked away sad when Jesus pointed out that he lacked something very important. What he lacked is the right perspective on his life, work, and his possessions. He thought what he earned gave him him security. It is important to recognize that everything in our life is temporary. But Jesus offers us something eternal. This young man did well for himself and earned a lot in his life. Maybe you have done well also. There's nothing wrong with success. Maybe all your needs are provided and you you don't feel like you have any significant lack in your life. There's nothing wrong with increase. Jesus never accuses this young man of heaven things. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that Jesus loved him. But rather, Jesus exposes the fact that his life is about those things. He does not accuse him of heaven things, but he exposes the fact that those things have him. And that's a big difference between just having things and allowing those things have you. They control his emotions and happiness. He came to ask Jesus about eternal life, but he walked away sad because he had unhealthy attachments, attachment to his possession in his life. Even when Jesus promises a greater return, eternal life, this man is still sad because in his mind... What he gives to God and places into his hands, which is his possession in this story, he would lose it. He said because he doesn't want to part with it. He had unhealthy attachment. Jesus promised him eternal life with all the benefits that this life includes. Look at the conversation following this encounter that Jesus now is having with his disciples. When this young man walked away sad, and and I'm sure it grieved Jesus because Jesus loved him. He wanted this man to do right. And, but unfortunately, this man walked away sad because he was not willing to part with his possessions. But let's read, keep reading this passage of scripture, verses 23 and following. This is a conversation that Jesus has with his disciples. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches. You see how Jesus clarifying his, it's nothing wrong with having riches, but Jesus is saying, how hard for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Nothing wrong with having things. But when you become, when you start trusting in those things, when you when you uh, um, start having those unhealthy attachments that you see your security, your peace, your well-being in those things, then when it becomes and it becomes unhealthy. So let's keep reading, verse um, twenty-five. He said, "It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God." And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, "Who then can be saved?" But Jesus looked at them and said, "With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible." Then Peter began to say to him, "See, we have left all and followed you." So Jesus answered and said, and listen to this statement that Jesus said, Assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. That sounds like a great return to me. He's saying, those who have left, thanks for me and for gospel's sakes, they will find hundredfold now in this time, and in the age to come, eternal life. Brothers, sisters, children, lands, with persecution though, the rich young ruler could have received it too. He was religious, but yet he missed what God wanted to do in his life. He had resources, but had a wrong perspective on those resources. You see, we can't lose in life by placing it in the hands of God. Whether we lead the church, operate a business, or run in the company, whether we have little or we have a lot. We need to keep the right perspective on things and have a, and keep a loose grip on everything. Ready to release it into God's service. And when we release it, we're not losing anything. We invest in our life in God's Word and into His kingdom. Knowing that whatever you contribute to the kingdom of God is never lost but invest it, and it produces great return. And nothing what we give, and think about this, nothing what we give to God can be compared to what God has given us. His grace, His mercy, His salvation, His power, and His Son, Jesus. His Son, Jesus. Nothing that we give him even comes close to that sacrifice that he has given us when Jesus died on the cross for all of us. So, my challenge to all of us today just kind of learn from this story and make Jesus the biggest attachment in our life. Make him the biggest attachment in our life. You cannot go wrong with that. As we move forward, let's be more honest with ourselves about our attachments in life and make sure that nothing has our loyalty and allegiance more than Jesus does. Let's be honest with ourselves and let's let's make sure we recognize those unhealthy attachments and, and make sure that Jesus is the biggest attachment of our life. Let's eliminate any wrong attachments from our life and let's develop those attachments that are helpful in moving us closer to our destiny. To that destiny that God prepared for us. And remember that, as I always say, your life is not an accident. You have a destiny. I hope you will join me next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are inspired and encouraged. If you have questions, comments, and would like to stay in touch, please write us at connect at destinycarolina.com. We hope you'll join us next time. May God bless you. And always remember, your life is not an accident. You have a destiny.